You're listening to Manifest Magic with Karina Dharma, your host. I am your manifestation witch, spiritual business coach, and mindset mentor. My mission is to help you manifest and create the life and business of your deepest dreams and desires, a life that encompasses spiritual growth, ultimate happiness, and pure abundance. You've been divinely guided here for a reason, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to my podcast, Manifest Magic with Karina Dharma. I am so excited to welcome a special guest onto my podcast. Her name is Vanessa Gruber, and she and I collaborated on her YouTube channel speaking about our self-love journey and how we both manifested our soulmate partners. Vanessa is an intimacy coach and a numerology reader. She helps men and women recover and heal from toxic relationships, and she helps you to attract your soulmate partner. If you guys are interested in hearing more about Vanessa, I put the link in the show notes about her info, and on today's episode, you're going to hear her introduce me as we recorded this on her YouTube channel. So I'm really excited for this collaboration and it was a very deep and healing conversation. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. Hello and welcome to my modern healing sanctuary. Today I have a special guest on my channel, Karina, and we are going to talk about how she manifested her soulmate into her life. And I'm super curious to hear the story i haven't heard the full story but i know it's going to be incredible and very helpful for you to get a lot of insights about how can you manifest for you your soulmate and yes karina i would love um, for you to introduce yourself um who are you today Hi. Yes. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for having me here and for everyone watching. I'm so excited to be collaborating with you. And yeah, I would love to introduce myself. So my name is Karina. I go by the name Karina Dharma. I am a spiritual business coach and entrepreneur. So I help women and men um, start and scale their online businesses. I mostly work with spiritual entrepreneurs. So anyone that is looking to really share their light, share the gifts with others, we focus on energetics, mindset, strategy, and I'm super passionate about this. I've been in business almost two years with another niche before. So yeah, that is a little bit what I do. I also host retreats. I live in Tulum, Mexico. I'm hosting my first retreat this January 2022 in Tulum. So I'm super excited. It's going to be a spiritual retreat, not really business related, but yeah, that is pretty much me in a nutshell. And I'm excited to be here. I'm also writing a self-love memoir. So I think that's how we connected. Um, I'll be set to publish that out in April, hopefully. (laughs) So I'll be including not this story that's going to be for the next book, but kind of like my self-love lessons and journeys and all of that. So I think it's going to be really relatable to, yeah, everything that you teach on as well. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. I love that. And they have directly a question for you. Would you say your self-love journey was a big part of how you attracted your soulmate into your life? Oh, a hundred percent. It was like, it's going back and seeing like the inner work that I had to do, the lessons that I learned from past partners, experiences, like my entire twenties was a whole roller coaster. So that's what my self-love memoirs are going to be about. And yeah, I guess the story that I'm going to talk about today is kind of like the end of that journey and how, um, yeah, I mean, we're always healing, we're always growing, but yeah, really how I got to manifest the partner I'm with now. So yeah. 
That's awesome. So how did you find your partner you're with today? And yeah, how long are you together? Um, I would love you to share a little bit about your journey, how you found each other. Yeah, absolutely. So we met about five months ago in Tulum, Mexico. Um, it was at this like spiritual event in Tulum. I think you've been to Tulum, so you know the vibe there. Um, it was like a full moon ceremony kind of thing. There was like ecstatic dance going on and all of these things. And I actually didn't go attend that. I was with my friend. We were really tired because the night before we actually went to like a spiritual plant medicine ceremony. And we ended up just going to the beach, relaxing at this event. And I ended up bumping into him in the bathroom. We were both like washing our hands, <laughs> a little bit of a meet cute. It was like a unisex bathroom. And he was like, hey, like, I think I was putting sunscreen on my tattoo. And we just started chatting. He asked me if I'm going to the event. And I told him like, I'm not going to participate, but I'll be like at the beach next door. So we ended up speaking about, um, yeah, like plant medicine, because we've both been sitting in a lot of ceremonies, doing a lot of like healing work in Tulum. Um, he's from Mexico City, so he's uh, Mexican. And yeah, we just kind of started talking about that. I'm like, okay, cool. Like a guy that I have a lot in common with. Um, to be honest, I didn't really like see him in that light of like being a potential romantic partner. I just thought, oh yeah, like a new friend with common interests. And I gave him my contact, I think, because I was like, yeah, I'm going to send you the info for like one of the healers that I work with, with plant medicine here. And that was it. And then after that, we ended up connecting and going on an adventure and it all kind of unfolded from there. Yeah, that's beautiful to hear. And I have the same experience with my partner I'm with right now that I didn't yeah. have that expectation in the first moment when I met my partner that this is going to be my partner. And I love that you say that as well, that you didn't have the yeah intention directly mm. to go into a romantic um, direction with him so I think that is a very healthy ground to build a relationship from and to get to know a person really real and being curious mm. about a person and first getting really to know that person without all these big expectations we sometimes create when we met, meet a guy and we are so like blown away mm -hmm. and how is it for you though you didn't have that um, maybe not that direct feeling of oh there could something romantically happen but have you been like physically attracted to him like would you say like he's a very attractive guy to you Yeah, like he's definitely really attractive to me. But to be honest, like at the beginning, like if he's gonna watch this, I'm sorry. But at the beginning, like he's totally like wasn't my kind of type, to be honest. Like, um, yeah, like he's tall, he's handsome, he's fit. But I guess like in the past, I kind of went for like a different looking kind of guy. Um, and I kind of had that in my head. And, you know, so when like that first instinct, it's like, okay, this isn't normally like my type of guy, my best friend disagrees. She's like, he's totally your type. But I think it's also because I literally the day before days before when I sat in this ceremony, I, I actually cut the cord with some partners that I had like casual encounters and flings. And I was like, okay, this has like been a huge self-love journey I've been on. Um, you know, all of these like different partners I've had, like I've had a few relationships and 
in Tulum, I was also kind of like, I came with the intention to be like, this is going to be the year to focus on me and do my healing. And of course I got to kind of got caught up again, like going in my old patterns, like meeting some guys who were like, not emotionally available to me. You know how the story goes. And I literally cut the cord with them like two days before. And I guess this is kind of going to go into the story of like how I manifested him. So I ended up doing like, like cutting the cords with them, just being like, that's it. I'm going to be single. Like I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to do my own thing. I did like this whole ritual. Um, I went to a peyote ceremony that night with my best friend. And if you guys don't know what that is, um, it's like a traditional Mexican cactus plant, a medicine, plant medicine. And you do this ritual where you actually tie the knot on every sexual partner that you've ever had in the past. And the point of doing that is like to energetically release them from you, like that energy um, and just kind of like, you know, cut that. So I did that with like the last few partners I was with and everyone before. And I was like, that's it. Like, okay, this, like the rest of 2021 is to focus on me. And I was like, I don't even want a boyfriend. I don't want a partner. I just want to focus on me. And like, so the next day when I met him, I didn't have it in my mind to be like, I'm, I'm going, oh, like this is another potential guy to date. I was just like, nope, strictly friends. Cool. He's really nice. He's handsome. He's like, we have a lot in common, but I had this like in my head that it couldn't be a romantic thing. So yeah, I think that was kind of the expectation that I placed on it. And that was, that's how it kind of started. Oh, that's, that's beautiful as well, because like for me, it was really important in my process as well to let go and really detach from that idea of, oh yeah, that could be a, the guy for me, that could be yeah. today for me. And at that point I met as well someone, because for me, I just got out of a relationship and I was like, no, I'm, I'm just focusing on myself right now and um, I don't want to be in any relationship right now but I still remained my heart open so yeah. I as well I was like letting go and detaching but I was not shutting myself off from emotions and I was not shutting myself off from love from the possibility that it could happen but I wasn't focused on finding love Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that you bring that up, like really not focusing on like the need for a partner or someone. It's like, I think I said that in my ritual, like I literally did like this powerful manifestation ritual where I actually, I've done this before where I've like scripted what I want in a dream partner. But after I cut those cords, I'm like, I wrote exactly what I'm manifesting in him, like the qualities, the things I really value, the things I want. And I scripted this whole like future of what I see with my partner. And I was like, yeah, if this happens in a year, in two years, in a few months, like, that's great. Like, there's no rush. Like, all I know is that my intention is out there. I know what I want. I'm telling the universe what I want, but I'm also like focusing on me right now. And, you know, yeah. And he appeared the next day, like crazy, but it's, it's not what I planned for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a, like a really big manifestation power. And yeah. I feel like, 
as well with these rituals. I love to do them personally as well. I clean a lot as well, my room space. And mm. um, I did that a lot um, when after my breakup and really releasing a lot. But these medicines, I just like <laughs> everyone who's watching, I just can recommend it to go to Tulum because it's a really magical space. And um, as you were mentioning that you're going to host there next week, uh, next year, uh, yeah. so I highly can recommend it. It's a beautiful place, first of all, and it's like spiritually a really amazing place and a very magical place for manifestation. Mm. Put that out. Oh my gosh, 100%. Like Tulum is like a manifestation vortex. And when I got here in February, 2021, I felt that energy and I was like, I'm here for a reason. And like the people that came here, we're all doing that work on herself, that healing work. And yeah, for me, it was a lot of inner work around my self-love, around my patterns with, with past relationships. And it surfaced so quickly, like, you know, and I started noticing it. Like I said, those past pattern, those um, past partners I had that came up again in Tulum, like the emotionally unavailable that kind of like, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I've been through this. I know what this is. And this time I was so much more self-aware that I was like, right. Like, I know what I want. And now it's time to start actually taking the steps to do that. And that starts with like going inward, doing the work on me, practicing self-love. So I love what you say about like the rituals. Like I attended so many like goddess ceremonies, like different spiritual ceremonies, obviously plant medicine, um, yeah, I've worked with a lot of it. So it's really changed my life. And I think it was like, kind of what put me to that moment of like, this was back in, in yeah, July of 2021, where I was like, okay, like, that's it. Like, I'm asking for what I want. I'm, I'm doing it. And it was a manifestation. Like, it was literally like, I scripted it and I asked for it. But I also took the aligned action to like, match my behavior with that with that manifestation, rather than just like, yeah, I want this perfect partner and I want all of this. And like, okay, where is he? Right. It's like, I was doing that work for so many years and really this year that it just, I think it's what allowed it. It's what brought us together. And so was he, like, he also was doing the work on himself and sitting in plant medicine ceremonies. And it was like, we were these two souls that came together and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy how it happened. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, I love what you say. And we need to put the work in and we need to practice. And therefore, dating is so, so magical. It can be really yeah. good. And it can be really magical when we as women date and then emotionally unavailable men show up. It is on us. It's like our challenge and our yeah. practice in that physical world to really change our pattern and not saying mm. oh my god there are only un emotionally unavailable men out there i don't know what to do no this is when the really juicy work starts <laughs> and we yes. need to step into our power and say like just simply no like um, i'm looking for actually love so i'm not mm -hmm. continue dating you i love you you are an amazing person but simply no, making these decisions and sticking to it. And then it gets so, so powerful. So it is actually mm. a beautiful practice when all of these things show up because it only gives us the opportunity to really make a change in our pattern and to really get ready for an emotional uh, available partner so that we can be that person 
who's as well not just like oh yeah maybe this or maybe that or yeah oh. yeah for sure yeah I totally totally agree with that and it's like you know that inner work is so important and I think that's where like a lot of women kind of and myself included for years where I kept going in this loop and this and the spiral of like okay um you know I'm constantly attracting the same kind of partners it's like same same but different like different packaging but the same kind of thing inside and and at a point I remember like I had this moment where like I, for like years, I was like, I hate men. Um, they're all assholes. They're all emotionally unavailable. All of this kind of talk, especially when I was working in hospitality and dealing with a lot of like men coming in and like, you know, just seeing all sorts of things. But I realized like I was staying a victim to that circumstance and that story. I was just like, okay, this is what I believe, you know, my past conditioning of like what I saw, like my mom go through or like other women go through and having this like narrative around that, that, okay, like, yeah, this is what it is. And of course, like, that's what I kept manifesting. Yeah, I kept manifesting these types of emotionally unavailable men and partners, um, because I believe that that's what that that was all that existed. And I believe that that's all I deserved. Right? Like, even though like, really, we're like, we don't believe that, like, no, subconsciously deep down, like, I believe that I definitely went through a lot of like ups and downs in my self love journey. And like, even until this year, like I made mistakes. And then I was like, right, like, okay, it's either you change these patterns, and you do some inner work, like I even worked with like, I took a course on like relationships, and I did a lot of inner child healing work. And I was like, okay, like I was feeling that transformation and being in Tulum going through all this healing yeah, like I said, it just got me to open up my eyes and see like, wow, I can actually make a change. And when I like did all of that work and took all those steps, like it happened literally overnight for me. Like, obviously it wasn't overnight. It took years, but yeah. in that moment of me, like setting that intention and calling in my dream partner, it was because I was ready to like call myself out on my bullshit. And I even remember my best friend, she just moved to Mexico. She's watching this, Anne-Marie, giving her a shout out. Um, she literally moved in with me and I was a mess in July. Like it was like literally the month where I was actually having my like lowest income month because I was like pivoting. Yeah. Um, I was like having all these like emotionally unavailable partners. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was doing all this healing work. Sorry, I hope I can swear on here. Um, if not, you can you can blip it out. <laughs> and then she's like, I remember like this guy called me and he was like, hey, like, let's like, I want to see you. And obviously it was just for like, you know, a fling. And oh my God, was I tempted. I was like, oh, I can just go back into my old patterns. It's just casual sex. It doesn't mean anything. And she's like, what do you want? Like, do you want a partner or do you want to just keep fucking around with guys that don't take you seriously because you're not taking yourself seriously? I'm like, fuck. And she was like, okay, like you gotta, you gotta cut the cord. And like, honestly, I think if she wasn't there and she didn't like clean out on my own bullshit, like, even though I knew the work and this kind of goes hand in hand with why sometimes we need a coach an accountability partner, right? Like something that you do for women to work with you, um, to call each other out on our own bullshit, right? To actually like take the action steps to change our patterns. So I changed those patterns. I made that decision to cut that cord and it was hard. 
But the next day I was like, wow, like I feel good. I feel empowered. It's like what you said, like I, I have that power to make those decisions. I'm an empowered woman. Like I can choose my story, what I want, and I can attract the kind of partner that I desire and deserve. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like there was so much value in it. <laughs> yeah. First of all, because I want to share here as well as this is now like your success story. You found your partner now, but I love the point that you made clear. It's like years of work. And then, mm. yeah, it made, it worked from one day to the other, but it is on us to put the work in sometimes over years. And the most important is to have joy and excitement in that process and not being so serious about the yeah. whole process of finding love, being with someone and mm. writing the most yeah, self-love and love we can give in each and every situation. If we have no partner right now, if we have no, a partner right now and it, it's maybe complicated with that partner, Or if we have a partner and everything is beautiful, then sometimes we start to sabotage um, this beautifulness mm -hmm. and just putting all the love in each and every situation we are in right now and doing then the hard, the hard steps and um, having someone who really is honest with us in that process and not letting us do or not letting us continue the things we would usually do It is so powerful and having as well what you said, that awareness, just being aware sometimes, knowing if I go and answer that call from that guy, I just know what's going to happen. And sometimes it's okay as well to answer that call, but sometimes we are really challenged to not answer that call and we know it deep in our womb space and our heart space we know it when it is a yes or a no mm. and really following that trust and intuition and it's not always some easier decision we need to make um just being really aware what our decisions because we always have a choice what we mm -hmm. want but then having a friend and reminding us what is right now really important for you and then when it is a partner then it is not taking the call from a guy who is just not able to commit to a relationship or yeah. if we are just in a phase in our life what can be as well to explore to learn how to have fun um, to experience maybe sexuality to experience yet yeah, all these things then it can be okay to answer that call as well It all depends on where we are at in our healing journey. And that's for each and every one diff different, but mostly it's a harder decision because when we are on the journey of just like opening up for sexuality and opening up um, for this physical contact, then it can be harder to say yes to a call from a guy who, um, who who's willing to offer that. So <laughs> this can be the yeah. hard choice as well. Yeah, for sure. No, I love that you bring that all of that up. Um, I think it's just, yeah, so important. Like, and the, the biggest point is like, we are human, like we're always going to make mistakes. So on our healing journey with love, self-love, it's like, 
you know, I for years made mistakes and like, I don't shame myself for it. Right. And I would never shame other women. And that's part of the other thing I'm writing about in my, in my memoir is like, I'm telling like crazy stories that like, I'm like, should I be putting this in here? Like, is this too much? But then I'm like, I know it's going to help people because it's going to break that stigma of like, okay, maybe like I had a moment where I was in my phase of like sleeping around with all these guys and like, that's okay. Like, you know, I was in my exploration phase, like I was experimenting and I was enjoying myself and like empowered in a sense of like, you know, exploring my sexuality. Cause I know that's a whole other topic. A lot of women aren't even really comfortable with that. Right. They struggle with like opening up, um, you know, having intimacy, like that's a whole other area. And like, that was something I, I never really struggled with. Um, I was really good with that. And, you know, but then it got to a point where, you know, I noticed like, okay, even though I was empowered in that sense, I was starting to see like, okay, but I do want a partner eventually. Like, even though I fed that narrative to myself that, no, I'm an independent woman. I don't need anyone. Like I can just like, you know, have whoever I want and like, whatever, that's it. Um, especially being a traveler, which you will relate to. It's like, I'm coming and going. I don't have, I don't have like time for a boyfriend right now. Um, and that is like a lot of the times the mindset I had. So I kept like attracting certain types of men, but then it was like this year, it was like this huge wake up call for me where it's like, no, like I do want a partner. And I, I even called my mom and my grandma who like bless them. They like are Ukrainian. So you can know like, you know, probably somewhere to German, Eastern European. It's like, we just want you to get married and have kids. And so like my whole life, <laughs> I like ran away and I was like, no, I don't want to get married. I'm never having kids. I'm never having a partner. And then this year it was like, I came to that conclusion on my own. Like, I mean, I still don't know if I want kids, but I do know I was like, I do want a partner, um, you know, in life, not just like to marry him, not just for, you know, for the statement of love and to have this big wedding and to post it on social media. So everyone can be like, Oh, she, she's worthy of love. It's like, no, I want a partner in life. Right. It's not about the wedding ring or like the, the love story. Like that's not what it is. It's like, Oh shit. Like I want a partner. So like, I remember calling my mom and my grandma and I'm like, I want a partner. Like I told you guys, I don't, but like, I want it. And like, I'm manifesting that now. And that was like another part of my manifestation. And they were so happy. They're like, Oh my God, finally, like <laughs> she's going to like finally not be alone. And like, not that I was like alone, I had partners and things like that, but I just was never like committing myself to someone for most of my twenties, apart from when I had my first boyfriend of five years. Um, but yeah, anyway, the reason I'm kind of saying this is because everyone is on a different journey. And also like, you know, we, we also need to understand that when we're manifesting a relationship, like going back to the point of like, not attaching it to like needing this for validation, for love, for worthiness, to impress other people, to just like get married for the sake of it. It's like, no, like you're manifesting your divine masculine man woman partner you are manifesting your soulmate your twin flame like I, I think we're gonna get into that too but like that's what I realized it was for me it's like that's who I'm calling in now like yeah I can have casual sex and I can have fun and be empowered but like I'm ready for this person right and you know it took me until 29 to realize that and you know there's no shame of what my story was before and everyone is on their own journey so if you're at that point where you're like that's when I'm calling in it's like that's where you take the aligned action step and you do the inner work and you 
do everything we just spoke about to, to call that into your life. Yes, yes. It's like, I, I, I'm like so impressed because I, for me, it changed this year as well a lot. And I was for the first time able to admit that I am looking for a life partner as well. And I actually called it like as a life partner, a partner yeah. with who I can share like my life with, like my daily mm. life, my my routines my everything and not just someone who is on my side who who's living his life on its own no I really was looking for a partner I can share as well talking about my business my love life going on adventure having really a best friend a lover and everything yes. in in one package and i just opened up as well i was in mexico to that time <laughs> um in the beginning of the year where i had that realization as well i was always saying no my business has priority right now i'm focusing on that growth like a partner is not that important for me mm-hmm. and then i was as well calling myself out on my own bullshit what i'm saying to myself and to other people that it's like only a lie because I was looking for a life partner but through not admitting that to my friends to myself how should I manifest a life partner into my life I was like blocking myself from it because I was having these excuses because I didn't want to seem weak on the outside or I didn't want to like push possible men away because I was scared when I tell them I'm looking for a life partner that they run away because they don't want to commit or whatever I had this fears in in me but that was a big big turning point for me this Mm. year in love as well where I could um, just manifest my my life partner into my life but I yeah. am super curious about the story with, um, yeah, what is your point of view about twin flame soulmates? Would you say your partner now is your soulmate or your twin flame? You told me upfront a little bit there is a there is a story around that topic. So I'm super curious to hear about that. Yeah, no, I love that you bring up that question and also the fact that you spoke on um, you know, actually asking for what you want. Cause I went through the, through the same thing as well, where like, I also hear a lot of women say this too, like, oh no, I don't need a life partner. And you feed yourself that narrative. So I think it's really empowering when we can own what we want, because when we also tell a man, like a true divine masculine man, who's gone through his healing or is going through that, or is like a man that actually like is empowered and wants a woman, like he will want you no matter what. Like when you speak your truth and you tell him that that's what you want, like that's sexy and that's attractive. So for us to be like, oh, I don't want to like scare men away. Like I did the same. And then I realized, well, I was scaring away boys, right? I was scaring away, literally. I was not scaring away my king. My king wasn't around for that. So I think we both know now, it's like we've we've manifested our divine masculine partner and, you know, they that's what they want too so there's no like need to to pretend what you about what you want you just speak your truth so yeah with that being said um the twin flame thing yes so I actually like as I met my partner um 
I ended up connecting with this other woman on Instagram, similar to how we did. And she was um, talking about like twin flame reading, soul, soulmate stuff. And I was like, super curious. I'm like, you know what? I've like, I'd like to see like, is he my twin flame soulmate? I don't know. Um, So we actually did like a reading together. And she told me that like did this whole tarot card pulling and, and literally every message about him, it was like, he's my twin flame. And, and like, she explained to me the difference between a twin flame and a soulmate. So you have one twin flame, really, right? It's the person that's pretty much like your twin and you can come together in this lifetime. And, you know, you, if you come together at a point where you're both not on your healing journey and you're not doing the inner work on yourself it could be a very like toxic relationship so i think a lot of people like think like twin flame relationships can be really toxic so when she told me that i was like oh no well it's not really toxic like he's probably my soulmate because like we we honestly we haven't even had an argument yet we've been together like five months (laughs) like it's crazy First time in my life I'm dating someone where like we literally are twins. Like we eat the same food. We want to go to the same restaurant all the time. Like we're telepathically like talking to each other. The other day he's like, what do you want to eat? I was like, I was thinking sushi. He's like, I was literally just thinking that. Like things like that. And just like the things we have in common um, for like our visions and our life. Um, just our background and our family upbringing. Like, it's like we had the same healing journey really. So because we've been both healing and doing that work. And when we came together, it's like, we're both very self-aware of what we need to still work on. And of course, when you get into a relationship, like things come up, right. You're going to be like, Oh, that's triggering for me. This is bringing up my childhood trauma. Like that happens. But in the past, when that happened to me, I was just like, not dealing with it. And probably my partners at the time weren't either. So I think like the difference really between a twin flame and then a soulmate, like you can have multiple soulmates Mm -hmm. and soulmates can be friends. They can be lovers. They can be like your family, um, souls that literally are there from other lifetimes that you come into, to this planet earth on and you meet and they're there to either teach you a lesson Um, They're there to be a part of your life. Um, You can have a partner that's a soulmate as well. So really, I feel like I've had multiple soulmates, even in my other partners, but they've all taught me something like there was healing that was involved. There was a lesson that was involved. Um, You know, there was a test that I had with another like soulmate partner right before meeting my partner where I was like, okay, this is like the same patterns coming up that I'm being taught from other partners. So I know like this isn't the relationship for me. Um, And then with my partner now, I really realized like, okay, he's my twin flame because one, we have like everything in common. um, And I can really feel like we've come together to help each other continue healing. Um, Yeah. So that's really kind of the difference. Do you, do you agree or what do you, what do you kind of think about that? Yes, yes, I love that. And um, yeah, I did as well research into the twin flame and soulmate um, topic on my own, especially with my ex-partner. Actually, Mm. he was like really into that topic. And there I started to investigate in that um, topic. And I, I think it's beautiful. And the only thing is what I feel like is a little bit careful to be like careful, especially when you're looking for a partner, 
that you and you know about the twin flame concept that can be difficult you heard about it after you met your partner and this is what I think yes. is difficult. but it can be I feel like put a lot of stress when you're looking for a partner knowing about the twin flame concept and then you're so attached of finding your twin flame um, mm. or finding your divine partner but at the end I think it doesn't matter if you're with a soulmate if you're with your twin flame so most important as you said that there's like ease in your relationship that you feel safe with your partner and as you were saying as well that it can happen very often that twin flames come together and it's a very toxic relationship and not staying with a partner because you know this is your twin flame this is like your twin and not putting that pressure on you to remain that relationship because this is your this is your twin so this is these are only like the things i i see a little bit like to be really aware and careful about that in your soulmate search or like I I'm just like like to say the name soulmate but in your search for a life partner for a partner you want to spend the rest of your life with that at the end it doesn't matter is it your soulmate your twin flame or not but I think these relationships where you have this telepathic connection it's like magical and yeah yes and like um what's a, another beautiful proof that um you found your twin flame without like even looking for it like you find each other you come yeah you're like magnets and you find each other that is what i think about twin flames um it's very true that you you find each other you don't need to look for each other you just like at one point there's no no chance of um yeah not finding each other and then it's then it's like you said how developed are both of of you is it going to work out at the end or not Mm, 100% it's like we never really know with our twin flame soulmates like if it will but it's it's really about are you willing to put in the work the inner work with your partner because people like to like romanticize relationships and like go like, okay, once I meet the one and I've done all my work and I'm on my self-love journey and like, okay, that's it. Like it should be perfect, but it's like, it's not going to be perfect. Right. Like, even though I said, I haven't really argued with my partner, there have been a lot of triggers that have come up in our relationship. And we've talked about it very openly and consciously before we get to the point of having an argument right? We like dissolve that problem um, and find a solution because we're willing to listen and to communicate. And um, I think it just helps both that, that we've both done the work and we're both like a little bit older as well. And, you know, like when you're kind of younger and you're on your self-love journey or you're meeting people that aren't doing the work, you're more likely to just get triggered and react and have these toxic relationships, right? And that's what I've noticed is in my pattern, like, Maybe it could have worked out with some of my other soulmates, but we weren't doing that work, right? That's just like the end of the day, how it goes. Um, So I think like, even if you are in a relationship right now and you're like, not sure if you're with the soulmate or twin flame, it's like, it can work if you do the work, right? And, you know, if you're searching for that person, don't think that when they appear, it's going to be perfect. The work is going to be there and you both have to be open to it and, willing to hold space for one another and and be open to 
to pretty much, yeah, healing one another through, through this mirror that it is, because that's what a relationship is. It's a mirror. Like, and I feel like with my partner, like, yes, we are twin flames. Like I can feel that telepathy. I can feel that magnetic, magnetic energy between us. And I also feel like very intensely when like the triggers surface and I'm like, Ooh, what do I have to like work on here? Like he's being my mirror and showing me that and I'm showing him. So it's, it's really powerful as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I re- really resonate with that. And it's like so, so important for me, the most important in a relationship is that we choose each other that we make the conscious choice. I want to be with that person and I'm willing to honor and love my person. And I'm willing to put in the work to be with that person and that it comes from both sides, because if it's only one side willing to put that work in, it doesn't work out. Both Mm -hmm. sides for, for me need to be committed to that sense of, yes, I choose my partner. I want to be with my partner and um because often in my past relationship i was more like i felt i was super committed and he was like Mm -hmm. sometimes uncertain so but i knew we had this strong connection um and as he was in the twin flame uh, concept very very um, present we were yeah we were saying we are twin flames at the end like right now to be honest I don't even know if that was true so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I never had a reading about it I felt a very strong connection and a very like this charismatic attraction different than with my partner yet but I feel very much safer in my relationship yet so I really detached for myself from the idea that it like at the end it doesn't matter Yes, it could be that he was my twin flame. It could be that he maybe was only a soulmate. I don't know it for sure. Who and yeah, um, who can tell me that for sure? Anyways, now I feel like with my partners, the longer we are together, um, I feel we have a very telepathic um, communication as well. We understand each other without words, and it's like. I have that sense of um, safety and this was what I manifested when I broke up with my ex-partner that I deserve a man who chooses me, who chooses me as who I am right now. And like he gave me that in a verbal um, confirmation. It was like, you are the only woman I want to be with. And like when he said that the first time to me, it was like, oh my God, I literally manifested that. I wanted to have be my next partner to really choose me and Mm. not being only me the person wanting to be with another person so yeah I I cannot really tell like what what am I with who I just like decided for me to detach a little bit on that topic for me personally what can be healthy maybe I do some investigation in it as well. Maybe you can send me your contact um, reading for you as well, because I I always like love to, yeah, just to see it. But at the end, like what my main result out of that experience is that like at the end, it doesn't matter for me personally so much. It's my partner now is my soulmate or my twin flame. 
and if that maybe before my partner was only a, an illusion because he was so he was very um convinced that we are twin mm. flames so I stayed as well longer in that relationship and it was healthy for me because of that concept. <laughs> so like, I had that experience now, so I'm a little bit more cautious. Yeah, and I get you. Mm. Yes, yes. Not getting too entangled into that concept, um, especially yeah, when you are in a, maybe not that healthy relationship and it mm. was more like a toxic relationship in my past relationship so it could be very very good that we've been twin flames but just lived it more in a toxic way so yeah yeah very true yeah, yeah I think it's it's a good idea not to like put that pressure like even when I look back on one of my past relationships um I didn't know the concept of twin flame, to be honest, until this year, to be completely honest with you. And I knew soulmates. I didn't really understand twin flames. I was always spiritual and things like that, but it was nothing I really looked into in that sense. And I could say like one partner in particular who was very toxic, like even very abusive verbally. And it was like, okay, like I think truly looking back on it, that was just like a toxic soulmate. Um, because even though like we did have things in common, there was a lot of differences compared to like my partner now and just like an unalignment and like the type of person we were and like, you know, I was a traveler. He wasn't things like that. Like that were just really, really different. And, um, I look back and I'm like, mostly the patterns of what I attracted was like partners that like, you know, looked a certain way, um, were, were a certain way, had certain characteristics. And I'm like, okay, those were all soulmate lessons. Um, I mean, yeah, we can never know for certain, but I think, yeah, also just like, just, just being aware of like, what did that person teach you? What was the lesson? Like, was it a toxic relationship? Was it healthy? Um, you know, and you know, that gives you kind of an idea of whether that partner is your soul partner, your soulmate, your twin flame, whatever you want to call it. But really at the end of the day, are they your divine masculine life partner or feminine, right? It's, it's just that. So we really have to just be aware of that, doing that inner work, knowing like what we're calling in, like you said, you're calling in someone that is like fully saying like you're their partner and that's like what you deserve. Like we all deserve that. We all deserve that love if that's what we want. Like a monogamous partner, a life partner, like we deserve that. So we need to ask for that and manifest that and that's what we will get. But if we start to say, oh, you know, I'm okay with this and I don't deserve that, then you're gonna get that wishy-washiness of partners that come into your life, which I experienced for many years. So yeah, <laughs> yeah for, for me it's the same and it was the same with my past relationship at one point I needed to say as well no I am going to move on completely because we already broke up but we've been still in contact and it was just not healthy and he just still like kept me in the line for certain things but only when he was able to deal with me and mm. he did to really make that decision no Yes, I still love that person, but I don't want to be treated like that. I'm not an option. I'm um, not someone who is not worthy of get, receiving the same energy back which I send out. So I needed to make their really hard decision as well and say, like, no, I'm 
I'm letting that go completely and as well having no contact um, to really move on and then it it went quick as well because yeah. I I made that and stood up for myself and not allowing that um, yeah um, wishy-washy energy in my life I was like no sure. I made a clear decision if that's not possible I'm I'm out of that situation. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. Having the energetic boundaries and it's so hard sometimes when we're used to repeating the same kind of patterns and, you know, answering that call or whatever it is, or being in that relationship that feels comfortable, even though we know it's like not what we want or we deserve. And, you know, it's, it's really taking that moment. So yeah, I love how we both have like such a similar story of just like owning our boundaries, speaking our truth. And I think as women as well, like it's, it's hard to do that because we're always taught that like, we have to kind of be polite around men and be quiet and not like speak up so much and share our opinion. So I think that's also something that happens a lot is like, we end up just like settling for something that we don't really want. And then we keep playing out these patterns and stories, which are really like our lessons and our, our, our healing and our traumas that we have to learn and unlearn and, and really heal through. So that's what I've really like taken away from, from this whole self-love journey. And I'm sure you're probably very similar. Yes, I, I really resonate with that. And I had this year as well a revelation about that when I was watching the Netflix show Sex Life. Have, have uh -huh. you watched it or I, ha I haven't seen it no oh wait no I think I have was it with the kids and stuff like that like yes. from England okay I think I've seen a few episodes I think it was a woman she's like married to that like nice guy everything is like it's perfect but then the guy of her past shows up like the sexy guy it's the guy she's uh -huh. really in love with and right. this series like really taught me I love to learn as well through <laughs> simply tv shows and yeah. um that we women we don't allow ourselves to have it all like we don't allow ourselves to have a partner we feel safe with we can have an incredible sex life with we can have the fun and excitement we are looking for and we can have it all but then we settle for a partner we feel like we receive that sense of safetyness with but we are never mm. safe in a relationship and then we get tempted by other things or we feel bored in a relationship and we are like only in a relationship to be in one mm. but really letting that sink in that we deserve to have it all and that we deserve to create a relationship how we want to design it like we both are travelers like this is like yeah. really important for us to have a sort of partner who is open for traveling at least yeah it doesn't need to be a person who's already traveling but at least being open for for that idea of traveling around the world yes for sure and, that's so important for us yeah yeah it changed a lot like and being yeah. very clear about like what is for me? What does it mean for me having it all? For some people, sex isn't that important. For other people, it is very important. So mm -hmm. really seeing, yeah, where can I give back and forth? But what is like really important for me? And what am I not allowing myself 
to live only because of a social construct about like what my parents live like I romanticize mm. as well a lot the relationship of my parents yeah they had that incredible long relationship they built that house together they built that life together at one point uh, but as well allowing myself to breaking free from from that idea that this is the perfect relationship and allowing myself to create a relationship after my my dreams a hundred percent yeah so many good points set in there and I kind of got a download as well that I wanted to touch on um the fact of like when you mentioned um you know getting bored and like the whole like sex life thing and that kind of just reminded me of like when I met my partner like well for me sex is super important and always has been and I think that I think it is something that's important for all people I think some people like how we touched on is like maybe they're not as tuned into that or really know how to how to like develop that chemistry with their partner Um, I think more often than not, like that can be developed, even though sometimes you don't have it. And, but the biggest thing is, is like, you have to like have that compatibility with that person, like, right. Cause then we say, if we're like two different, we're not getting along, you know, they don't want to travel. We want to travel the world. Like it doesn't matter how good your sex like is that might not work. Right. And like, I've had partners like that where it's like, Oh my God, it's like the best sex ever. But like, it was toxic or like, it wasn't working like an ex-boyfriend I had before he like never left the States. I was like, this isn't going to work. So like little things like that. But also what I found interesting was when I started dating my partner, um, I remember at the beginning, I felt like it was too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And this is something to kind of touch on. I don't know if you felt like this, like having, like being someone that was used to toxic relationships, was used to like a bit of abuse and yelling and like, you know, like, jealousy that kind of stuff like drama essentially like being used to that when that wasn't coming up in this relationship I was like what is happening like I'm I I honestly there was like and I told my partner this I was like the first month or two that we were together I was like feeling like almost not like I wouldn't don't want to say bored because we had like an amazing sex life and everything but because there was nothing to like fight about or argue about I was catching myself going like, wait, this isn't like the normal type of relationship you have. So like, this must not be the one, like this must not be your, your partner because you're not fighting with him. And like, it's normal, it's like calm and peaceful. And I think like that was part of me breaking those patterns because he's also older than me and he's different to the type of attracted, right? I told you how I wasn't really like a, like he, he wasn't my like initial type, um, I gained that towards him after being with him. Like I had the sexual chemistry and attraction already, but it wasn't like this like toxic, like, like thing I was used to. And I told him this and like, there was a point where like, I remember just like wanting to like self-sabotage and like be like, I don't want to be in this relationship and like freaking out a little bit. And then that was something I had to work on within myself. So I think sometimes too, this could happen if you're somebody that's been like used to these kind of patterns and, and you find someone that's really like a divine partner and they're treating you amazing. And they're, they're literally ticking off everything on your manifestation list, but you're feeling like, but it's not that like same kind of toxicity you're used to, like that can kind of trick your brain 
and you have to be kind of careful of that self-sabotage but that's also probably a whole other conversation but I'd love to know if like you experience something like that too actually yeah like it's very present for me and I love that you bring that up because <laughs> I feel like working through that I feel like because I'm not used to have a partner who's like really there to support me who's really mm. there to serve me who's really there who only wants the best for me and sometimes I just like I cannot believe it and then I like yes. oh, catch myself how I like create these crazy stories in my head and it's like mm -hmm. simply not true and he just yeah wants wants the best for me and this can be really an unlearning of this like toxic um relationship patterns I'm so used to to yes. lean into a man's support and being safe with a man into that feeling and not having these emotional turbulences and these ups and downs and yes today I want you tomorrow I don't want you being mm. like really into that safety stable relationship it is as well a learning <laughs> a learning experience and yes a way of like really needing to open communication because I as well have a big sense of communication is the most important for me in a relationship so when I catch myself I'm like hey I'm I'm just I'm not used I'm not used to that and um and as well sending out a lot of gratitude that he gives me that um stability and safety and that I am having the willingness of healing that was in me just to communicate that as well not devaluing that this process is for me showing up but as well sending gratefulness to him for him like holding the space for me moving through that phase of mm. leaning into his support yeah a hundred percent I totally agree like it's it's so powerful when you start to see like you're self-aware of your own patterns and like we said a partner is your mirror so when this like divine partner comes into your life you're still going to be learning things and unlearning your old patterns so that's the journey I'm definitely on right now right not saying that I'm perfect but you know we all have work to do and but it's it's really cool to see that transformation and to be like okay now that I've manifested what I want, how do I also like make sure that I nurture this relationship and I water it and I, you know, help it grow and blossom into that partnership, that life partnership that I, I want and I desire and he desires. And, you know, how do we make this work together? It's a team effort as well. Yes. That's, that's beautiful. I thank you so much for coming on to that talk. There's yeah. so, so many um, valuable insights about how we can manifest our soulmate twin flame and so many impulses as well how to go further what to do before we find our soulmate when we are in a relationship like we we covered so many topics I know we like went on for ages but I love it <laughs> I love it too I really love to speak with you um but I know you are having a next appointment but I just have one last question for you is there something what's coming through for you right now to share with the world to give an advice what just like right now out of this moment coming through it's a good question yeah I think 
pretty much like, you know, we touched on a lot of stuff, but I think the biggest takeaway from this is like, if you can take away one thing and if you're, you know, on that journey, on that self-love journey is like, have gratitude, have patience with yourself. Like, just know that it's going to take time. Um, you know, that the inner work, the healing work is always so important. And even when you do find this partner, if you already found them, just know that, you know, the work starts there, right? It really continues and starts and, and it can be such a beautiful, beautiful experience um, for your own growth, for their own growth. And like, that's really what relationships are about. It's for our own growth, our own self-love journey. And yeah, so I hope that that was a takeaway for, for everyone today. Thank you. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was amazing. It's so much fun. Um, just one last question. How can we best reach out to you in case someone wants to send love and nurture to their business? Because as well, I see for me, business is, is as well a relationship and as well a reflection of a relationship. So if you are truly out there and thinking, yes, I love what, <laughs> what we were speaking today about and would love to nurture their business together with you the spiritual business um how can we best reach out to you yeah no thank you for that question yeah you guys can uh message me on instagram that's where you'll find me it's i am karina dharma so that's probably the best place i also have my website i am karinadharma.com and i have a podcast that you can listen to called manifest magic i'll be starting a youtube channel as well um, so i'm excited um and yeah it's the best place is instagram reach out to me if you're feeling called to yeah, start or scale your spiritual business. I'm here for you. And if you'd like to know about retreats, um, we do have one spot left to fill. I don't know when you're going to post this, but maybe it'll be filled. But if it's still available, you can come in January. If not, keep in touch with me for, for future ones. So that's also a thing that, that I'm doing. And I'd love to, yeah, meet more, can connect with more souls who are feeling called to that experience. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. thank you so much, Vanessa. You just listened to Manifest Magic with Karina Dharma. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you on this journey with me. If you resonated with this episode, then please hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss out on weekly episodes. Please share this on your IG story and tag me, I am Karina Dharma, so that I can say a massive thank you and show you my appreciation. If you're interested to find out more about me and how we can work together, then please visit my website, karinadharma.com. Sending you so much love and light.